and welcome to the Shift London podcast. I am your host Emma and today we are joined by Melanie Comey, a creative strategist at the creative comms agency Bound to Prosper. We look forward to gaining her invaluable insight from a PR perspective on Alexander Wang's recent runway return and plans for a comeback. We would like to take a moment to warn any listeners now that this episode will delve into topics surrounding sexual assault and bodily harm. We encourage anyone who may find this uncomfortable to stop listening and visit our list of resources above. Take care of yourself and we'll catch you next time. Some of you may know Alexander Wang from dressing red carpet royals such as Lady Gaga and Bella Hadid, sharing in a few lucrative collaborations with Adidas and H&M, or his notorious, perhaps even nefarious, nightlife. However, more importantly, you might be aware of the sexual assault allegations that stand against him. In 2020, several individuals came forward stating that Wang had sexually assaulted them. To date, 11 people have bravely come forward with their statements. The allegations first came about on social media after Owen Mooney, model and graphic designer, published a TikTok describing the events which unfolded in 2017, when Wang inappropriately and non-consensually harassed Mooney, thus encouraging several others to speak up in solidarity, with some describing how Wang spiked drinks, exposed them in clubs, or raped them. In early 2021, Wang denied all allegations and attempted to invalidate them by claiming they were baseless, atrocious, and grotesquely false. Yet, a couple months later, he issued a statement promising to do better, but no apology was made. Rather, he met with the 11 individuals represented by attorney Lisa Bloom, and it is unclear whether a financial settlement was made. Throughout this ordeal, there has been outrage on social media, with Instagram accounts such as Diet Prada and Shit Model Management platforming victims' voices and boycotting the brand. And for a while there, it seemed as if this disdain for Wang reverberated throughout the industry. He stopped doing shows and remained under the radar with little publicity. However, last week in Los Angeles' Chinatown, Wang held his first show since 2019. The runway was flanked with supermodels. Kim Kardashian posted the show to her story congratulating the designer. Meanwhile, renowned fashion killer Rihanna stepped out in his designs last month, hinting that perhaps we should have expected this. Now, let's hear from Melanie on how this has unfolded and what it means for the Alexander Wang brand. So, Melanie, tell us where you stand on Alexander Wang's soft relaunch into fashion. Uh, it's, It's a bit of a hard one because I think I can see the scenario from both sides. Um, I I guess for me, having worked in PR for such a long time, um, I can understand from his team how they want to bring him back into the scene um, and kind of, I guess, push past all the allegations um, and present him as how he used to be as kind of a center point for cool kids like Zoe Kravitz and um, Kim Kardashian and coming in as that kind of streetwear um, icon, I guess. Um, But then on the side of the victims as well, who have, you know, put forward these claims, this must be very difficult for them to see that these, you know, celebrities are still having these type of interactions with him and the brand um, and still having very much a positive outlook and wanting to be involved in events such as his recent um, 
runway appearance so it's very hard I mean I believe that there is a lack of inclusivity in terms of the me too movement and the the fact that a lot of these victims are male I think people are not taking it as seriously and so for that you know I'm not for it I think that he still has a lot to answer for and a lot that he should be doing to say that you know these type of these type of incidents won't happen again or if he's not trying to admit to the fact that um he has actually done these things as he hasn't been charged with these claims, um, then he should at least be saying that, you know, that's not something that he tolerates to be a part of. And, you know, it would never happen within his company either. So, yes, it's it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Mm, that's so interesting. It's really insightful to hear both sides. And I totally agree. There is space for him to learn and implement real change in himself. Mm-hmm. As I'm not sure it's been wholly addressed so far. So yeah, how does one navigate a situation like this? Of course, none of us want to even imagine having to work with or support an accused predator. But like you mentioned, he does have a team. And I'm just curious from a PR perspective, how this came into fruition or why they felt now was a good time. Yeah, Um, I mean, I will say from like a crisis comms perspective, I'm sure they are working very hard behind the scenes and have been for the past, you know, couple of years when these claims came out um, to kind of really understand the depth of what these allegations are, the potential consequence and the fact that he hasn't been charged um, as of now. I think that the advice that they're giving him is to continue as you were. Um, And I think he's also chosen this particular time because I, I guess to some extent we're coming towards the end of the pandemic and so much has happened and the Me Too movement is kind of not gaining as much traction at this point in time as it was a couple of years ago. So I think they're kind of saying, you know, reintroduce yourself as if nothing has gone on and see if people will just take you for who you are at this point in time. Um, And I I get it from, from a PR perspective they don't want him to come out and make this grand apology um, just because that would, in a, in a sense, be an admittance to guilt and he hasn't been charged yet. Um, but at the same time, too, I, I can only imagine what those victims are feeling um, with with the actions that his PR team have chosen to take. Yeah, understandable. Um, and I think they've been quite tactical as well. I mean, I'm not sure if you've heard, but there were some charitable donations raised by the show. They were selling limited edition Mm T-shirts with all of the proceeds going to the LA Chinatown Corporation, which is in itself an amazing organisation. It aims to preserve and add value to Chinatown. So there's nothing to detract from the organisation itself. Choosing to do that specifically, it does feel a little strategic. And I think perhaps it might have worked because I think some people general from the general public have come out and said that they attended the show solely in support of Chinatown so what are your thoughts on that um I 100% believe that is a strategic move um I'm sure that his PR team are basically saying we need to have an act of goodwill um tagged onto your reintroduction to society essentially um and so them choosing to support such a foundation especially with you know all the xenophobia and things that you know east asians have faced um in the us throughout covid i think they have strategically chosen that location for the show as well as that association with a charity to kind of win over over hearts in that sense um 
So yes, I believe it's 100% calculated. Um, and also just th those who they invited to the event. I mean, they had Kim Kardashian there amongst other celebrities, which they know for a fact have a huge social following. So it's kind of like if these celebs or these personalities put their stamp on me in terms of... Um, enjoying the show and sharing positive feedback then they're kind of hoping that the rest of you know their potential customers and just people who admire fashion in general will follow suit yeah it definitely feels as though he's trying to position himself in a more wholesome portrayal with all of the kind of links to his heritage and whilst it's beautiful it's yeah it is a little disturbing yeah. um and yeah, you mentioned Kim Kardashian. I actually wanted to ask you about that. Are you surprised by the high profile models walking the show and the celebrities promoting his brand? I think I was surprised. And I think this again goes back to um, just the, the usefulness and the effectiveness of PR because Alexander Wang's brand prior to these allegations is actually very well standing in terms of reputation and is also extremely well known and the people who he had I guess endorsing the brands in terms of models and celebrities also have such a wide um, following and a wide influence and I think that's what has made the situation very difficult because others could say I don't I don't associate Alexander Wang as a person with the with the brand and how well the brand is doing. It goes back to even, you know, with Chris Brown. People can honestly say they don't like him, but they like his music and will still listen and stream. So I think that's definitely part of it as well. Um, and then secondly, a lot of these models are trying to, you know, get with into the, the area of modeling for, you know, high profile clients and want to keep those relationships. And so if he hasn't been found guilty and the brand is still, you know, hot in the eyes of critics and, you know, forward thinking fashionistas, then by all means, they're going to keep their association, which is exactly what's happened. Um, and again, you know, having Kim Kardashian there and other celebrities is, again, another way for him to kind of get his stamp of approval back um, and show their audiences that, you know, he's still mm. um, forward thinking in the fashion space and is here to stay. And do you think that their influence, uh, the celebrities and models and influencers who were at the show, do you think them accepting him back into the industry is going to have a trickle down effect? Do you think the general public will follow suit? I think um, it's 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 quite hard because on several occasions you have a lot of outbursts on Twitter and on Instagram about about these type of social protests in terms of Me Too, Black Lives Matter, all of that. And people can say a lot of social media, but how many people are actually practicing what they preach? I mean, we have seen time and time again that cancel culture to some extent is not is not long lasting. Someone can be cancelled this month and be back the next month you know what I mean so mm. it's just like how many people have re are really standing behind these victims and still going to say I'm not going to support this brand when people that they find influential have kind of turned the cheek um so yeah it's 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 again very 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 difficult because it could essentially trickle down Mm. and people will just take him back and I also don't know how much of a backbone a lot of people have to say no I'm still going to dislike you and the brand because of this yeah you're so right it is really difficult um people are so fickle 
And I was so surprised to learn that as well. I don't know if you know this, 500 of the 800 attendees of the show mm. were members of the public who had just signed up to attend. Um, I'm, I was shocked because I just felt for his first show, perhaps it would be slightly more intimate, mm. um, invite only, um, kind of like slightly more specific with who they invite. Um, I guess it just goes to show how we kind of live in these echo chambers. I mean, I posted an Instagram poll asking whether people would purchase from Alexander Wang and an overwhelming amount, 86% said no. It puts into perspective how much of an mm. echo chamber social media is and how unrepresentative our Instagram feeds mm-hmm. are of the general public. Yeah, I com- I completely agree. I think also another thing that is playing a huge factor here um, is the fact that the victims were male mm. um, and also the fact that there's been a lot in high fashion around just indecency and misconduct on the part of the authoritative figure in that setting so whether it be a designer photographer or whatever and it's kind of subtly been accepted um, so I think that is also pre- playing a part in the fact that he hasn't been reprimanded as much as he could have been um, and following that Again, people are not taking it as seriously. And that's why it doesn't surprise me all too much that 500 people were still willing to see him. Because as far as they're aware, they are seeing Alexander Wang as the designer and seeing the clothes and not really looking at him as a a person who has done wrong. No, you raise a really good point about um, the whole Me Too movement. It is really underrepresentative of both men and the trans community, because I know some of his Mm. victims were transgender. So, um, yeah, it's really poignant perspective. Those are all my questions. Um, But thank you so, so much for answering. Like I said, you've just offered such a poignant point of view uh, to the discussion. And I completely agree. It's it's so disheartening for the victims, mm, but equally, mm. I, I can understand from a PR perspective now why these choices have been made. Yeah, it was it was it was great discussing it. I think it's extremely important that these type of incidences be be um, analysed, and we do have dialogue around them because I think it's very easy for something to happen and everybody be outraged in the moment, mm. um, and then it just disappears, and then we find that the cycle repeats itself. Um, So it's really important to kind of take a moment and realise the impact of these type of things when they happen um, and talk about it. For sure. And as you said, it is incredibly important to make space for these conversations and keep them going. So thank you, Melanie. And if anyone listening would like to have their input, please leave us a reply in the comment section below and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 